0: Welcome to the Cardboard Podcast, where we discuss the world of shiny cardboard. Are you bored? Then let's talk cardboard. Now here are your hosts, Big Ziff and Meta Man. What is going on, everyone? Meta Man, back at you for another episode of the Cardboard Podcast, here with my co-host, Big Ziff. Yep, it's been a while, but I am excited to be back. Me too. Yeah, sorry, guys. We'll do better. Uh, I said that last time, and then... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep saying that, but you know what? One of these times, we're actually going to do better. Um, but anyway, we're here. Today is February 3rd, 2022. And right. uh, MetaZoo just came out with their brand new Kickstarter. So that's been kind of the biggest news story that I guess our audiences might be interested in. What do you What do you think about that? Did you participate in that, Ziff? Uh, I'm going to be honest, I did not because, well, the, there's a few reasons
1: why um, or lack of reasons why I didn't, I guess. Um, the first I would say is probably I didn't really understand and I still don't understand the need as to why it was launched in the first place. Like I get that, you know, <laughs> I guess there wasn't really a need to do it right. They, don't, they didn't necessarily need the funding to launch that. But it was more so like, why is it why is it a playing card set? That's what I didn't understand. Um, and then also it's like, why is it even on Kickstarter, right? So it's like, obviously they could use 1.3 million because that's what it's at right now, which is absurd. And, uh, you know, I'm very um, what, 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 proud isn't the word, but like, you know, congrats to Mike and the team because they definitely deserve that. Um, I'm just still confused like, I've been saying this kind of like trolling, but not in like a rude way, hopefully. Like, was there a demand for like playing cards? And the only thing I could think of was that I know Pokemon had done that before, right? Where there's playing card sets that people grade and stuff. But again, it's like, maybe it's just feeding into the hyper collectability of the game, but I'm still like struggling. And that's just really the main reason why I didn't invest into it is because I didn't even, I almost didn't even feel the FOMO this time. (laughs) normally i would feel the fomo to jump in this time i was just like dude this is the easiest like no from me and maybe that's because i'm not involved (laughs) as involved in the community which i think is valid but at the same time you know i if i'm gonna fomo into something i need to at least be like and the art looks awesome i'm not gonna lie but like i almost like why didn't they just launch like another top set or something like that you know i don't know that's those are just my my thoughts but
0: You're like, that's going to be a no for me, dog.
1: It just, I didn't even look at the rewards or anything. I just, I knew that it wasn't, it wasn't up my alley. Cause like essentially what ran through my mind was like, and okay, I did look at the rewards, but it was like after the fact of already deciding no. And I see it's like 10, you know, 10 of each set for like, the good thing is the pricing wasn't ridiculous, I think for how much you're getting, but like the $1,000 bundle or whatever, you're getting 25 of each set. And I'm just like, yo, this is the flippers bundle. Like 25 sets of these cards. Like I I just envisioned my, my small little room, which already is like partitioned out in sections where there's like cardboard boxes over here that have like all my sealed stuff. And then there's like boxes over here under my bed that have like my cards. And I'm just like, dude, if I had 25 sets of these cards on my desk and stuff i think i'd freak out so i just i don't know i again it's just i wasn't i wasn't necessarily feeling it myself but the art looks really cool and and i'm glad that he's also adding in like artists pieces so that they get like more um of a cut because i really think that you know the art i don't want to say they carry the game but they are kind of the backbone of everyone here right now you know there's people who come in to play the game but it's nowhere near the percentage of people collecting it and of those collectors there's some people flipping it but i'd say the majority of people you know you might flip here and there but the majority of people like you and i or whatever we're still intrigued by the art and the artists and the mission of metazoo and just kind of the whole idea of it so you know i think those artists need to be rewarded uh, as often as possible so I, i am uh happy to see that that mike chose to do that so kudos to him for that
0: Cool. Yeah. I, I thought that was like a, a really cool thing to give, give the artists like a little bit of equity there. Give them a little cut of that Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. But um no, I mean, all, all your everything you said was valid. And I, I feel like people should know that obviously we still love MetaZoo and here we're just having a conversation and we're just being honest and we're just giving our honest thoughts. Yeah, and, this is uh, no
1: MetaZoo FUD right now. This is yeah, it's, like, we we're should be able flooded. to have an open dialogue as to why we do or don't buy something. Like, it's totally fine, I think.
0: I just feel like too many people in the MetaZoo community are, are not allowed to be 100% honest. And if you throw out too much shade, you know, it's, it's kind of bad, it can go the other way. You can you can get banned from the it's Discord. Not even shade, I've heard. Though. It's... <laughs> Funny.
1: <laughs> it's not even shade though, right? It's like I'm essentially just choosing what I can buy as a free, uh, you know, market person or whatever. Like, will I buy Wilderness? Yeah, I'll buy some Wilderness stuff. But it's like, do I need to buy this or the, you know? And I'll probably buy these Valentine's promos too whenever they come out. Uh-huh. But it's like you you should be able to have a little <clears throat> bit of um you know, willpower and decision making to to choose what you buy. I think also, and I didn't really mention this, another reason why I probably didn't ape in as as some people may have expected or or would have assumed is um that I just I took a break from the TCG world in general for for about a month and it's probably going on two months now. And I've still been looking at my cards and taking pictures and putting on Instagram and stuff, but I haven't really been buying anything and I think Stepping back for um, three weeks to a month, really. Um, and I mean, I was in total NFT land, la la land, which I still am. But um, at the same time, you know, I still appreciate a lot of the cards I have and, and that sort of thing, but stepping back and not buying anything was actually very humbling and I think what it actually did was kind of break this, the, the FOMO spell I was in where I was, you know, aping into every little Kickstarter project and every set and every subset and all this stuff. Um, It really allowed me to kind of take a step back and then now it feels like I have way more because I'm not I haven't been buying a bunch of stuff every every day or every other day. It feels like I have way more um, decision making capabilities, which is actually a very empowering feeling, I guess, because people will ask me why I didn't buy something or whatever. And I can just give them a short winded answer. And that's that's that, you know, that's that's where it ends.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to know your limits uh, for sure. And I wasn't saying that not buying is like thrown shade or anything. I, I was just saying, mm-hmm. like, we should be allowed to say that a playing card Kickstarter is, is freaking random. It's hella random. Yeah. Like, what? what is, like, why? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's all we're that's saying. That's what I was saying. I was
1: like, was there a poll that was taken that said, like, that no. was the product people want? <laughs> Like honestly, imagine if they did a plushy Kickstarter or something like that. It might have been harder for them to to get the resources to do that. But just imagine I mean, maybe it wouldn't have raised as much money, whatever, because it's not cards. But I'm just saying, like I I'm guarantee you if you had those two things in a poll, disregarding the fact that this Kickstarter is already at one point three million, uh if they launched a poll between, like, those two subjects, I guarantee you the plushies or something along those lines would, would far outweigh, like, playing cards, you know what I mean? And, and that's just my thought, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, probably. I, but I was talking to some some other random people on on Reddit who, who are kind of more on that actually playing card side. They, they're not even really very familiar with MetaZoo, but they know playing cards pretty well. And apparently, like, some, some playing cards, some sets of playing cards are collectible, and there have been other Kickstarters for playing cards, obviously. And they they were saying, like, they were, like, flabbergasted because they were like, what the hell is MetaZoo? And how the hell did it raise a million dollars? Like, it? Well, yeah, it's not even, like, remotely of, close to other
1: playing card. Yeah, there's a lot of playing card games on Kickstarter, I will say. Or, like, dice for, like, Dungeons and Dragons and all that sure, stuff. Those sure. projects do really well. And they're really cool to see, honestly, because I don't... I'm not involved in that world, but a lot of those dice... Uh, you know, campaigns and stuff, they're pretty captivating to see like how they create them and and just like the branding behind it. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's art, it's sick, but um, I think what is very clear is that a lot of people are buying this with the intention of being able to sell all or part of it for more money. And also a lot of people, if it's not that, a lot of people are buying it for the MetaZoo promos, the cards, the uncut sheets artist you know, stuff I'll give
1: credit to the people that want to grade sets of them like that's i think that's the only like valid
0: mm, mm-hmm. well
1: maybe i can't decide what's valid or what's not but to me that seems to be the only like captivating thing would be to have like a near complete or or a couple of my favorite cards from those sets graded you know because those would look really good i'm not gonna lie but it just it wasn't enough to get to win me over sorry sorry mike and team but the art's awesome just you know, the, the medium that it's put on maybe is not um, my favorite, and and that's pretty uh ironic for me to say because it technically is like a, a collectible card, right? But at the same time, it's just not... You know, you don't see me buying those poker cards or whatever of Pokemon and stuff, even though they look cool. It's just, like, not, not for me, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are a million different things you could possibly be buying, so unless you love something... No need to no need to buy oh, you'll it. You'll probably you'll probably see me buy them eventually, but <laughs> I just I don't know. I went ham. All right. All right. All I right. I scrolled to the bottom of the. I was I was free at the moment when it launched, and I just scrolled to the bottom of the page. I bought the most expensive tier as fast as I could, and I added every single add on, and I hit pledge. And I, I mean, with the intention of, of knowing that like I could cancel it if I decided that I that's, didn't want. I mean, it, you that's know? usually. Like, if I'm going to give advice to anyone just from I've only
1: officially backed and paid for like the two Acora Kickstarters but um, a piece of advice I would give people now looking back on it and just like even when I uh, pledged Grand Archive and then I canceled it was um, you should always I mean don't always max out right but like go for a higher tier than your willing to spend at first because they're usually more limited and at the same time you can almost always trickle down into smaller tiers or less add-ons because the way kickstarter works is they only collect the money if the campaign is fully funded and if it completely ends so if the kickstarter is a month long they won't take your money until that 30th or 31st day um, since it started so uh, the reason i say that is because with grand archive for example i had one of those like i think there was only 100 or, or 50 of the bundles like the top ones, and um, I mean, I just backed out of it because I was not buying uh, trading card stuff in general at the time, and I was just like, yo, I shouldn't just spend $1,300 for no reason, but <laughs> um, I think it's still a good strategy because I still would have been able to trickle down into like a $400 or $500 bundle or whatever, so just some food for thought for all you future Kickstarter, Kickstarter backers.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, it's great advice. And that's the beauty of Kickstarter is that you can just pledge the max if you want or, or, you know, get get like a big old bundle in there just so you have it available to you. And you can just see how the sentiment of this new Kickstarter game develops over time because you've got probably a month and, and, you know, a lot of things will happen in that time. Maybe a bunch of hype builds, and you're like, "Oh, dang! I'm so glad I grabbed that like fat bundle." Or, or maybe something stupid happens, and you're like, "Oh man, this this project probably isn't going to work out that well." I don't think I'm actually going to want this, and then you just cancel. So, it, it's nice to have that freedom and that time to like decide after the fact before you actually get charged. Yeah, it's not like a split. Like,
1: I mean, that's one of the main problems with the, uh, the NFT space. I'd say is a lot of the decisions you make are split second decisions and if you wait an extra second, it's going to be gone. And maybe that's a good thing or a bad thing. But Kickstarter, for example, you can make that decision really fast at first, but you have a whole month to sit on it and decide, you know, what what your next play is or if you are not interested anymore or whatever, you know. Because even in whether it's TCGs or or um, NFTs or, or most things in the world nowadays because humans just have short attention spans, you know, we lose interest pretty quickly. And um so it it's good that Kickstarter pretty much allows you to to decide if you're interested a month later, you
0: know. Yeah, for sure. Um there there are, there are a lot of moving parts to the uh this new Kickstarter, so may, I might just like go over briefly everything that's in it in case you don't know or in case any of our listeners I, don't, I really, don't know either.
1: I've only looked briefly, <clears throat> so definitely do it for
0: Yeah, for just listening. just real quick and then we can move on. Um I know we've been been on this for for a second here but you've got your actual decks of playing cards and there are three different decks there's one for cryptid nation nightfall and wilderness so there are three different mm-hmm. decks all of them have like art unique to that set of course and then what we found out after the fact is that mike may be adding like a random hollow to to each one so i think that's like kind of in in progress we're not sure exactly what that's going to look like exactly how the hollows are going to look exactly what they're going to be but it sounds like some of the playing cards themselves may actually be hollow one per playing card box um Interesting. and then the boxes themselves are supposed to look pretty pretty flashy and nice so i think they would be good display pieces and stuff like they should look pretty sick they're going to be pretty premium i think so i mean that that's the first thing but i do expect those still to be the least valuable component of the of the tiers then you've got like promos, right? And and those are single card packs, just like Halloween or the other holidays, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, you've got Uncut Sheets. Uncut Sheets, obviously, um, everyone loves. And then after that, if you have one of the two highest tiers, I think they're called like ArcCaster or Headcaster. ArcCaster has a one of a thousand serial, serials. And then headcaster has one out of 250 serials nice and then the, similar to the patreon or whatever almost yeah yeah i guess so yeah are those are those gonna be I, like metal cards or I actually well, don't even know. i don't
1: know i have no clue what the the promos are gonna look like i was just saying like the way the the patreon was structured there was archcaster or yeah, yeah. archcaster can't remember the second one and then just caster. It was master like master, caster, master caster caster. Yeah. Yeah. And there was 50, uh, like 250 and then 750 or 500. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's kind of like structured
0: like that where like the highest tier obviously gets the lowest, technically the rarest card, right? The lowest supply of a card. Yeah, exactly. And I think some of those names like the art caster and, and uh, master caster, all that stuff is still being applied to their like tournament or their like play network mm-hmm. thing too. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I'm still mad. My, my orange, uh, my orange name in discord got stripped from me when I got kicked out of the discord for no reason at all.
1: Dang. Cause okay. I was a
0: master caster and I had that sweet orange name in, d- in the discord, but then yeah, I think
1: mine was purple or orange too. I don't remember.
0: Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I got kicked out. We both got kicked out for no reason cause we were part of a secondary group. And then for some weird reason, I got like re-added. And then, like you needed to, you didn't, and they expected you to, like, you know, write them a
1: fucking letter. No, they or didn't whatever. expect that. I just did that out <laughs> of my own free will, but you know, didn't work. So here we are.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Uh, anyway, very last whatever. component are those uh, those artist things. They had the first the first drop of the artist prints, um, and those are going to be the same, basically, same art as on the playing cards. Uh, but they're gonna be signed and I don't know what else is special about them but are they like um are they prints or are they cards gosh I, I think they're they're prints I think they're prints okay. actually yeah, yeah. and they're sense. like signed I'm not sure they're serialized or anything special like that they they may be I just don't know but they usually are um, okay
1: Because, like just e- even the one I bought from afton at eccc. Mm-hmm. is like at the very bottom where she signs or whatever it says like number 8 out of 50 or 8 Oh out of sick, or... okay.
0: But yeah, they the fir- the first batch of those they sold out and like like instantly and they didn't put a limit on them and then they're like, "All right, we're a, a couple hours later they're like, "All right, we got more and they're limited to one per person." And so then I was able to get one of those. Mm. And those stayed in stock longer, obviously, because, you know, it was another couple thousand of them, and uh, they limited them to one per person. So, anyway, that was kind of the everything that happened with the new playing card Kickstarter. It still just gives
1: me such a weird vibe where I'm like, what? what is... I mean, they're going to be on secondary market, obviously, but it's just... I'm wondering how many people are actually going to be buying them. But we'll see. I mean, they look good, so people will be buying them but it's just it, again it's just this weird gut feeling i get where it doesn't like evoke the same emotion out of me i guess like I, I know i've been out of the tcg game for a month or two i'm still i'm still observing and you know i like i said i still have my collection and i'm still trading for certain things but i'm not really buying
0: but um and i'm losing my train of thought as well no i'm, I'm with you the really try. really hard product to evaluate i i Part of me thinks yeah. it's going to be kind of another Cryptid Nation too, where it comes out and people are kind of expecting it to be really in demand, and its price just tanks. And there's like a crap ton of them on the market. No one really wants it for a while. That's, I, that's when your boy Ziffy comes in and starts <laughs> sniffing around. <laughs> okay. All right. Is that right? All right. Yeah. All right. But so, I mean, you know, I won't, uh, maybe
1: I'll get a set of each, but like, I'm probably just going to go for specific cards I want. In that case, like my my favorites, because here's the thing I started to realize and just in general, it's cool to have like big collections and and think that you're going to get like all these super rare cards. But in actuality, the only reason why you want rare cards usually is to grade them and you're not going to spend all the money on grading, I've found. So um, a lot of them that you think you're going to grade, you're actually only going to end up grading like, you know, four or five of them from each set or something like that, you know. And even then, you probably won't. So that's just my take on it. But
0: no, I feel you. I agree, totally agree. All right, um, shall we transition? Oh sure. Um, you do you have any thoughts on Akora? Did did you get Akora? It looks like Akora is kind of being I, being delivered right now, and I'm seeing a lot of hi- kind of hype and openings and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I did. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I
1: yeah, so I backed both kickstarters. The second one is kind of the main one. That's like the actual. You know set I guess the Kickstarter set so I have three boxes that are coming and I think those come with an equivalent number of of structure decks I think there's two so it'd be like six structure decks probably and then there's kind of like the uh the ad, not the add-ons what are they called <sighs> stretch goals Stretch goals. Oh, okay. so okay. there's like a couple cards that come extra in those as well um I think people are already paying like 250 bucks for like it's like three or four cards that come in the stretch goal but anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, they should be coming really soon because I think a lot of the guys in the UK obviously are getting them, and then there's I think maybe even a couple people in the US that have got them. Um, so hopefully soon, and I- I'm excited to open one. I'll probably keep the other two sealed, or maybe trade one. I don't know yet, but I'll definitely probably open one at least. And I don't know if you saw I I, I randomly just kind of again I wasn't really buying TCG stuff. I guess Sakura was the only thing I actually actively bought. Uh, I bought five of those like promo packs, the Japanese promo packs, which, you know, I I could talk about there's there was kind of something weird that happened where like I guess, you know, live pokey auctions like got a bunch of them all at once because there wasn't like a limit per person or something. I don't know the specifics. I just know he got a bunch of them and is making a ridiculous amount of money on them on whatnot. But my point oh, is wow. I was able to find someone who I've just met through Metazoo who was luckily he was like, "Yeah, dude, you've you've plugged me so many times," and he sold me five of those Japanese packs um, for for MSRP, which I think was ten bucks a piece or eight bucks a piece. I paid like fifty bucks for five. And They're just the single card packs, and literally three of them, I got a clump with the the the, the Japanese sleeping dragon, the no like rose way. dragon, or whatever. Did you really? And that card, there's only five hundred of them, and I got oh three my out of five hundred. God, what? So it was kind of nuts. Dang. Yeah. Was, what are least, those going for? um i think like 500 like, bucks or something i think a little bit less probably now but i think mm-hmm. that first week they were but it's probably like 300 400 bucks but it's still ridiculous because i was like i was literally on my bed like just got off work and i opened the mail and like did that and i i opened the first one and i was like whoa like i seriously talked out lot i was like whoa that's you know that's crazy i opened the second one and i was like you know, I was like puzzled. I was like, "Wait a second. Like is this like the rare one that I'm not supposed to?" Right, right. pool? and I opened the third one and it has it too and I'm just like Dang. laughing. Yeah, it was nuts.
0: That's that's dope though. That that's
1: like It looks really cool too. I'm glad they switched up the hollow cuz it the one before and I think the kickstarter unfortunately, you know, and I'm just saying this for my own sake, um and this is maybe just the DBS community rubbing off on me that I don't really like the the shattered glass hollow as much um but i think some of the kickstarter cards like have that it doesn't look terrible but my only um my only kind of like constructive feedback to that is that it does usually block out a lot of the background which is like also an important part of cards i think is like you know hollow is really cool but you want to also see what's what's there with the hollow so it makes it harder to see but i'm still excited to open them and i think their new hollow that's on those japanese promos and i think some of the Kickstarter cards maybe is really cool. Where it's kind of like that beam. Uh, it's like multiple. I don't even know how to describe it. Like hmm. rays of light that move across. It's. I like it okay, a lot more. Okay. Huh.
0: I I think of like the 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 main Akora foiling that that I'm thinking of. I, I think of it as like almost like confetti foiling. It yeah, is that's that? so that's the one I don't really like. But okay, I think okay, okay, okay.
1: They're changing that moving forward. I think. Um. So with the Japanese promo packs, it was actually a different foiling where it's more like. There's more space in between the, the foiling, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Which allows you to see more of it. Because otherwise it's just the character and everything else behind it kind of is is blurred, which I'm that's just me personally. I'm not really as big of a fan of it because you know, if it if it's a if it's a grass character and you can't see the forest behind it, you can just see the character, it's like it's not as impactful or whatever, I guess, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: But overall, I'm, I'm excited and, you know, I hope, my my only issue for them is I hope they can kind of, and it, and it has a lot of hype around it right now, but I hope, the thing that makes MetaZoo so successful is they just push, bro. They push like no other, I mean, whether that's just creating new products or whatever, but they're also out there, they were going for the distribution, they're going for these events, they're going for, you know, these big names, they're going for tops, they're going for... All these things, you know, and most of those are products, but what I'm saying is you kind of have to be, you know, you have to be hungry for it pretty much to make it out of a lot <clears> of these <throat> Kickstarter TCGs. So I'm hoping that Acora their team starts to, to ramp up a little bit and get more people on it or something like that. Cause I think they need to do a lot more like marketing and stuff, but I think at its core, they have a good, they have good art. They have a good, like, you know, fairly simple card game for people to learn. So I think it has have kind of all the necessary element elements. They just need a little bit more done on the back end, I think, with, like, the team and, and getting the product out there and stuff. But the good thing is they're still in, like, their the Kickstarter stuff is just coming out now, so it might actually um, resonate and sit pretty well, and then they might be already ready for
0: what's moving forward, but we'll have to see. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Like, Mike, Mike is just an ice-cold savage, dude. The, the man has ice in his veins, dude. I, I don't know what that dude's deal is, but... He's got some sort of chip on his shoulder. I don't even know what it is, but people keep like underestimating Mike and Mike keeps just like going super hard. And um, I can't like minimize anything that MetaZoo has accomplished because it's just been like absolutely nuts. And there's constant hype. Like uh, um, not, not all of us have access to the main discord, but <laughs> um, there's constantly an announcement always, every day there are announcements. And there's all these other, like, Kickstarter TCGs, discords that I'm in, and they're just crickets, dude. Nothing's going on, ever. It's just silence. No one's chatting. There are no announcements. Nothing exciting's going on. MetaZoo's just been pushing the hype, pushing it every day, all day, for like, you know, a year now.
1: They also did a good job to instill, like, a community there, because I think that was what... You know, drew me in originally was the cards looked great, but I met a lot of people early on that I just kind of vibed with during COVID, where I was just on my phone a lot, and mm-hmm. it, I think that's what allows it to still stay hyped when the announcements aren't coming. You know, people yeah. are still actively trading and talking about stuff that they already have. You know, like, and that's why a lot of those other Kickstarter TCGs they're likely not going to make it out just because of um, they don't they don't have a lot of those elements and. And it's, it's too hard for the team to try to focus on that, but they kind of, that's why you kind of need to hire either more people or get something going that's, you know, get tournaments going or get, you know, I don't know what it is, but you got to get something going and, and strategize that way to, to get the community more involved and just kind of into it as a whole, like the culture around your game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There, there are just so many of these that, that are coming out right now that are in GMI. Am I right, dog? Yeah but i don't know i mean it's it just seems so easy right now to launch a game and even just have some preliminary art that you bought bought from artists on fiverr 99 designs or whatever you can do that really really cheaply and s- slap it on a card interface and oh i've got a game and then kickstarter just everyone's willing to just drop drop a bit of money on the kickstarter and literally yeah, anyone should. can i'm telling you we should do a talk about the nft world because that's why
1: I don't want to say I've been successful, but I've done I've done well for myself just joining that space, because there's a so many similarities between the NFT space and the Kickstarter TCG space. So many things that I've learned this past year I just carried over so quickly. The same thing you're mentioning about like, you know, hiring a cheap artist, slapping it on a card, starting a Kickstarter that raises 200k plus or whatever, and now like the the average for a lot of these Kickstarters is like 400, 600K for like Maelstrom and stuff that I was like memeing on. It's still like making 600 grand, you know, and and the point I'm saying that is there's a lot of similarities in the NFT space where 75% of the NFTs people are buying are rugs or just like they're they're not planned long-term and, and they just hired an artist that they cheaply paid for, you know, one or two ETH and they make, you know... uh. They make 300 ETH or something like that off that project. But I, I, I would love for us to have a talk about that eventually because it will it would be very interesting, I think. And there's, like I said, there's a lot of similarities there. Um, but I think what I've noticed is I, I feel, I don't know if I can say the Kickstarter hype has died down because it really hasn't. If anything, it's picked up in terms of the dollar amount. But like, I just myself personally, I, it's hard for me to want to jump in on it. I still think Grand Archive is like the next best looking one after Medizin um mm-hmm. by far. But I I just couldn't, I didn't want to shell out the money. I also like didn't want to really risk it at the time. I know people, anyone buying it is probably gonna be profitable, but they have a really young team and I don't know if I was as uh, interested in that at the Are time. Are you talking about GA? Yeah, just because I felt like I was gonna spread myself too thin already, like just, you know. I still, I still collect Dragon Ball on the side a lot, actually, and so.
0: Yeah, no, dude, I don't, I don't blame you at all for, for dipping out of that one. I'm still in it. That's one of the ones I'm, like, actually still in. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to just cracking a box or two once I finally it. No, it get looks it good, whenever. and I think
1: it's right up your alley with the—, the I don't know how <laughs> to pronounce it. Wix, is it Wixos? We,
0: Wixos? Oh, Wecross, we yeah. We yeah, crossed. it looks a bit like we Cross, yeah. I'm kind yeah. of down, down with that. Well, there's, like, a meta for art. that sort of
1: stuff right now.
0: Yeah, no, it, it dude, like, there's a huge NFT meta for—, for Yeah, yeah. Yep, it, like we were talking bro, about Tales of Asuna the other day. Ridiculous! A like, huge... I was, I was, I was wondering, like, last summer. Last summer, I got, I got back into NFTs for the first time in a long time, and I was all into all these like little anime girl style projects, all these cute projects, and I was like, Why does you no one? Doing as well. Yeah. They, they didn't do anything. None of them did. There, there were like several of them like last summer, but no one even touched them. And I was like, All right, I guess this. This kind of space, it just doesn't lend itself to that type of art or whatever. But I think it was just kind of too early, and they're definitely having a moment right now. For sure. But like you said, I mean, we we can um, stay on track for this podcast, but maybe next podcast we we should go deep on NFTs or something. I know some of our audience does care. We should
1: just because we could educate a lot of people, I think, as well. Um, And and I think that you know we could educate them through the lens of a Metazoo NFT or something, right? So, but. Yeah, we, we don't have to talk anymore about it this time, but yeah, it's interesting to see the
0: similarities totally agree. They're like ridiculous amounts of parallels. It, it's they're almost no different to be totally honest. They're they're exactly yeah. the same thing. Like,
1: yeah, so. and you want to know what another again, we don't have to harp on it, but another <laughs> similarity is that with Kickstarter TCGs the, those Kickstarters could essentially be an IRL rug pull like people don't have to deliver their end of the product once it gets funded. Technically, right? Wow. It says yeah. that it says in Kickstarter's terms of service or whatever that Dang. you know, you choosing to back this is essentially you taking a risk that you you're you're putting faith in the team or whatever, and that's literally NFTs on a daily basis. Is people uh, losing a lot of money because the team just dips once they make that initial investment. But
0: yeah, very true. You don't
1: see that as often in the Kickstarter world, but um, it's definitely a possibility, and it does happen, just not as
0: often, I would say. Alright, for fun real quick, we're gonna do a lightning round. I'm gonna throw throw out the name of a brand new little upstart trading card game. And and as quickly as you can, you're gonna tell oh, me your God. you're, you're gonna tell me your thoughts in one sentence or less, okay? I probably don't know all of them, but <laughs> I'm know. down. No, I know. It's gonna be hilarious, dude. You're gonna be like, what is that? All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start with ones you've already heard of. There's gonna be four, four, four big ones you've already heard of, okay? One sentence right. or less. Lightning round. You're going to give me your thoughts. You ready? All right. All right. D-Spirits. Um,
1: <laughs> Irregular amounts of hype writing on MetaZoo. Akora. Uh, solid team. Solid art. Needs more work. Nostalgics. Amazing creator. Like probably one of the better ends of creators. Um, but they need something to tie like the nostalgics world and, and artwork together, I guess. Grand Archive. Uh yeah. Pretty much has all the right elements for a successful uh card game and culture. I just don't know long term if they've kind of shelled all that out. Polywog. <laughs> Uh, wholesome creator. Good looking cards. Probably the most slept on one, honestly.
0: Damn, hot take. Alright.
1: Dream Book. Uh I don't think I got any thoughts on it. I know what it is, but I, I haven't looked at the game or anything, but you know, pretty uh mediocre in my opinion. Otherworld. Oh man. Um <laughs> let's see here. Started as a project that seemed like it was for fun and is now trying to ride the Kickstarter wave and make it into something it's not. That's what I will say.
0: Lost Wonderland. Um, surprisingly
1: improves more than I ever expected. And kudos to the creator, Matthew, for doing that because I seriously doubted it at first, but it seems like he's proving me wrong. Maelstrom. Dog shit. Psychedelia. Um, Grassroots, made from someone I know. Uh, Maybe just needs to be built out a little bit more in terms of a team around it, I think, as well. Dynasty. Honestly, similar to Poliwog. Honestly, okay. Dynasty, I thought was a complete troll at first, but I have to give them credit. It is the most organic one I've seen completely hand-drawn by the same person, I think, um, who is, and I didn't know this, is a very young kid doing it, so kudos to him for being an entrepreneur. You know, the card art may not be the best in the world, but I definitely want to give him credit for launching it. I think his Kickstarter right now is at, and I don't know if it's a he or she, actually, so I shouldn't say that, but their Kickstarter, I believe, is at, like, 12 or 15K, and they had, like, a 3K goal, so I want to give a big round of applause to them for doing that because that's awesome. And I hope, you know, I hope they can, I mean, they can do whatever they want with it if they want it to just be a small thing or whatever. But I hope they could hire a more professional artist to get it really going in terms of collectability. But it almost made me think of like V friends from the NFT world, if anyone knows what that is, from Mm. Gary V. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, Dynasty, in my opinion, is probably another sleeper after after Polywog. Genesis.
0: I don't think I know what that one is. No worries, you're allowed to say that. Uh, yeah. you, you might not know if uh, I, I've I've got like five more. Uh, okay. you, you can pass if you don't. If you just straight up don't know what it is, uh, okay. s- sorcery.
1: Honestly, the best looking one, uh, the most professional team. Well, here's the thing: I, I was never into magic as a kid, but when I look at vintage magic now, I can see why people would like it. I can see how professionally it's done and has been done sorcery brings a lot of that element forward i will 100 percent be backing it if and when they have a kickstarter and i think it is the most professionally done and the most professional team it will be the best played card game out of the ones we've mentioned damn uh zoo tiles never understood what it was about but apparently it's very playable from when i was still in mezu discord i remember kevin coat talked about it the mm-hmm. the head of r&d i think he is yeah um and apparently it's a good game it didn't look great to me but if it plays well then that you know that can override a lot of the looks so how
0: yeah. about cryptic with a um, couple of k's in there i don't think i've heard of that one okay okay i i i honestly if you, if you said cryptic to me i'd be like I, I don't you know should what send th- it to me i, I don't know what that it, is though. dog <laughs> yeah, as but, of right now i don't. But well, for some reason, I put it on Most this of these list. Most i though. I think there's only been two I didn't know. I, I saw it somewhere, and some people were talking about it, so I wrote it down. But I, I don't, I don't know what okay. the hell it is either. <laughs> okay. Titan. Um. I saw like hype
1: building around it in like Pogisoo Discord or something. It looked good. The art looked pretty good. I did not look into the Kickstarter. I have no idea about the team. So, uh, what I will say is, do your own research. Tread lightly you know you can
0: make the decision. Tasuo Showdown. Never heard of it or seen it. Okay, uh last one uh Demi. It's another kick. it's on Kickstarter. You seen think that I one? saw that
1: one? I, it's going to be a similar situation to um whatever the last one you Titan. Uh okay. I don't know the team. I don't know how the game plays which again I don't really play games that much but it's still important to know as a collector slash investor um, but I think the art looked pretty good it looked pretty you know 3d professionally done Um but yeah do your own research.
0: D-Y-O-R folks. D-Y-O-R. Dior. <laughs> Dior folks. Dior Dior. That's all I got right now. Um, that's not an exhaustive list. I like that segment. Um, that was a good one. That was fun, yeah. Th- those those were some hot takes. I liked that. I didn't expect some of those Dude, answers. The Sorcery... The only thing that...
1: My my main caveat for Sorcery is they just... There's two things, actually. The one is similar... Well, Acora actually probably does more marketing. Sorcery does, like, no marketing at all for this game. It just, like, exists and is a thing, and they're still building it out. They haven't launched their Kickstarter or anything, but... Dude, it is the best looking card, like card art ever. They have vastly professional artists. They have some of the old vintage MTG artists, I think, or at least one of them. Like when I look at it, it's like seriously, it's like looking at like a painting, you know? Like that's essentially what it feels like.
0: Dang. And okay. Just <clears throat> what I
1: watched for like half hour to an hour of um, Red Zone Rogues video on like the gameplay of it. It looked super interesting it almost looks like if a, if a card game and a board game were mashed together where it's like you're not just putting cards on the table you're moving the cards and like there's different sites that you're you're battling on it looks super cool and i think the art is by far well i won't say it's the best art because you know these card games all have different art styles but for me personally for someone who wasn't an mtg collector and is now can appreciate it as an adult it looks by far the best to me it For people that don't know, the creator of Sorcery, I believe, he is the, um, I don't want to mess up his title, he is somewhere very, very high up on the uh, Path of Exile team, which is a video game that did really well, I don't know how it's doing now, but and I've watched some of it as well, it's kind of like a dungeon looter game, Um, he is very high up on that team. And the reason I say that is it gives him a lot of credibility moving forward into the TCG world. So yeah, I'm just I mean, when that game comes out, whether whether I play it or not, I'm wailing on it because it looks awesome. And and I think card game wise, mechanic wise, it's gonna be the best one because they've let it sit for a while and they've been constantly the only the people that are interested in it right now are all playtesting it, like all the time. They're not really the investor type yet. Um, we haven't really seen that yet. And that might just be the difference in art style and the hype around, um, you know, more uh, comic-y looking art styles or more waifu arts or whatever. But I think sorcery long-term, if we're looking at ones that would make it out, as long as they start getting some marketing going eventually, um, it'll be the best one. But the only problem is that because that their creator is the... I forget his title, man. It's like head of like playtesting or design or something at Path of Exile? Um, uh, creative Director. There you go. That's even better. Creative Director of Path of Exile. Um, I think he has stated that he's not going full-time into sorcery and that, you know, he still does his job at Path of Exile, which is probably not a small job just based on his title. And, you know, so my my only issue is that really, that he's publicly stated, like, hey guys, I'm kind of just doing this as like a side project, which is totally fine, but he should hire someone who can kind of uh, lead the charge moving forward. But from what I've seen from the card arts, from what I've seen from the gameplay, it is by far the best looking one. If you haven't checked it out, you should. If you don't have their Discord, you can DM me or look them up on Instagram. I think it's just Sorcery SorceryTCG, um, especially if you're a Magic fan, you will be very impressed, I think.
0: yeah no doubt um it seems like all the cards are like they're almost kind of like borderless like there's Mm -hmm. no there's no like border the the art kind of extends to the end of the card and the art that is going
1: to do that so bad i literally have been waiting for something like that an extended art yeah where the the text box is kind of like transparent background or maybe you know maybe they could have the text box still but like the art doesn't have the red borders anymore it kind of goes all the way out you know
0: yeah, dude, uh no, Sorcer- Sorcery looks uh really great. The cards look really cool. The art is really detailed and nice and and uh it's got it's definitely a of hype around it, which, you know. Yeah.
1: Not everything needs hype and and good things take not ni- take time, but in the TCG world right now, especially the Kickstarter world, you need hype. You need build up. So, I hope they realize that, but, you know, I'm I'm still um even if it doesn't go
0: anywhere, I will buy it to to have art for it and uh yeah. Yeah, it's it's got that cool like retro look too. Kind kind of like you said, I think it's um de- definitely pretty pretty cool and retro looking. I see For the appeal. For starter TCG, it's like, wow, that's a lot of effort
1: going into it, you know.
0: Like, definitely. They're
1: not, just, they're not just hiring Fiverr artists or whatever. You know, there are good Fiverr artists, don't get me wrong. Absolutely. They're definitely taking their time with making these how they want to be and also it feels like letting the artist kind of just go ham with their style and and it's a different type of style than a lot of us are used to from from mine and, and part of your generation, I think. But um, or at least in this current meta I would say. But I think it felt very refreshing to see it and to see a lot of people playing it. And I don't know. I'm still captivated by it. I just haven't been as
0: involved, obviously. Nice. Yeah, yeah, these are, like, beautiful, like, portrait-quality pieces of art. Oh, they're, they're, they're like, amazing. They're just really, really nice. They posted
1: some recently. Let me look up just real quick on Instagram. They posted some really recently, and maybe you can toss them up on your YouTube just so people can see, um, like, little screenshots of them. Yeah, I for sure. I, I um... Spotify obviously won't hear them. <clears throat> yeah, if you look at their Instagram, their most recent posts, like, these cards look incredible, bro. Ugh. The Felbog Frogmen, like these look awesome. Bone Rabble, maybe even the last post too. I don't remember. They just, they look so like, I mean, they look so well done. To
0: me. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, anyways, yeah, so there, there's just, man, there's just so much, so much going on in the TCG world. Sometimes it's a little bit almost exhausting to me and I want to quit everything and just be a Pokemon maximalist or a MTG maxi. MTG maxi or something and just drop all of this. I mean, that's... Cause it's exhausting, you, dude.
1: You can do that whenever you want. I hope you know. That's kind of went, I went, why I went back to just collecting and trading DBS on the side. And that's not set in stone. I'm still going to collect my stuff and stuff in Akora, but... Um, when you take that step back and then you just like trade or buy that one thing that you wanted for a while, man, it feels, it's so much more rewarding than buying all the little stuff every day or every other day. Um, yeah, I was, I was definitely, I think I was buying something every day or every other day consistently for two months at least, you know, buying a card or, or buying a card to trade for another card that's worth more or whatever. Like, and I still do trades, which I think is still my favorite part of the, the hobby is trading just because, you know, there's times where you'll buy a card and then you'll have the card in hand and you're like, damn, I should not have fucking bought that. Whereas when you do a trade, almost always I it feels more rewarding because both people are getting what they want and there's not necessarily, there is a monetary value tied to it, but it's not an exact, you know, the market for, you know, it's not like a TCG uh player card where you like, you go to buy a Pikachu VMAX and this is the lowest price you can get for a near mint card. And that's what you buy, and you get it, and it's actually not that near mint or whatever. In this case, when you trade for something, it's like, you might be trading your your $100 Pikachu VMAX for a $120 card that someone else has that they might not want as much, but they really wanted that VMAX or whatever, you know? Like, that's kind of what I like a lot more about the trading aspect is, yes, there's money tied to it, but it's not an exact, like, one-to-one ratio every time.
0: Yeah, for sure. Trading's really nice, and you get to kind of build relationships with people, and you know, mm-hmm. buying, buying cards is like, you may as well just be doing drugs, you know? Well, <laughs> it is. I mean, it's <laughs> It's basically it's, drugs. Like, I don't know. Every time is. you buy something, you're doing drugs.
1: Just so, just so you guys know. I mean, if you think, if you compare it to something like gambling for people that buy like packs and boxes to rip them or, or even to buy, you know, this sort of stuff for future speculation, it is a hundred percent gambling and, and gambling is an addiction. So
0: yeah, a lot, a lot of those big, a lot of those big payment processors are literally classifying it as gambling now, like pack breaks and stuff. So, I think they should. So. I mean,
1: moving forward, I don't think TCGs are going to go anywhere anytime soon. I think if if you're not going to be into <laughs> NFTs or anything, TCGs are probably your next best thing right now. Or, I mean, you can collect art or movie posters or whatever, obviously. But even those, they're just as addicting, you know? Like, yeah. They, Yay. I mean, they take up more space maybe, but it's the same thing. People who collect action figures, dude, there's people who collect those, you know, anime or whatever resin, Dragon Ball figures, Naruto figures, whatever, and that have entire rooms with, with really nice glass displays that you would see in like a store, but it's just in someone's like office or whatever. <laughs> and it's like 200 resin statues where each statue is $600 minimum, like it's nuts. I almost bought one recently that was like 400 bucks. And I was just like, wait a sec.
0: Yeah. What am I doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll look awesome, but like, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, I have a, a Broly statue. Now I need to get a, a a Vegito statue. And now I need to get a Trunk statue for like all my favorite characters. Because that's just like, and I guess I can't really justify that because I spend hundreds or used to or will soon spend more hundreds of dollars on trading cards. But, mm-hmm. you know. You
0: got to be uh, a little more self-reflective, peeps. Yep. Just just keep reevaluating. Yep, 100%. Um, Yeah, just, just about ready to wrap this one up. Just a couple more things I want to say really fast. Uh, there was a Metazoo Hour the other day. We learned that in Wilderness, there's going to be a Wild 7. Um, That's like our version of the Unlucky 13 or Obnoxious 9. It's going to be called the Wild 7. Nice. Um, I like that we got a new aura type coming in Yokai, which is called Wind. That's a far ways off. Doesn't really matter right now. But um, and then we've got the Valentine's Day drop coming up. It is February 6th for NFT holders and February 7th for everyone else. So uh, looks like that's going to be on Monday, the 7th for everyone else. And it's going to be at 12 p.m. EST get your chibi you grim reapers get mom's credit card ready yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah man uh, as always thank you guys so much for listening uh, that was fun and we will catch you soon we promise right sooner than you think all right signing off peace out guys all right see ya you've been listening to the cardboard podcast happy collecting everyone goodbye